0: This is the Troll Patrol, Patrol,
1: live, with Justin
0: Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, for the second time, <laughs> and I can't, the YouTube stream that I had scheduled did not start, so it made a different stream, everything's just fucked up tonight, I am sorry, I am sorry, I will I will straighten this all out on the channel, eventually (laughs) good evening we're on early because joe biden is in luhana getting ready to oh he's giving remarks warlord had actually speculated that he wouldn't uh wouldn't be ready to give remarks until eight o'clock however he actually started early he started early (laughs) So but I've got it paused over here. I've got it paused. So we're gonna we're gonna get his remarks in full here in just a second. I'm just I'm trying to straighten everything out on the YouTube stream to where it's in the right place. Unfortunately, everybody that I gave a link to earlier, it's not the same link anymore. Cause fucking YouTube sucks like that. But it's all good, it's all good. We'll get it straightened out. Fucking YouTube. Good evening, good evening, welcome. I'm not high enough for this shit. I'm gonna get high. Get high right here shortly. My God, I just just turned on monetization. And already it says limited ad revenue. (laughs) Did I already do something to... Uh, piss off the YouTube censors I guess the naughty boy anyway after we get done with Biden we've got some other shit we're going to talk about Trump's bell has been set we get an update on the newspaper in Kansas that was raided Uh, the cops Look to be 100% in the wrong. We're going to update you on what went on in Guatemala and Ecuador. Progressives. Notching victories. 1-1 to end drilling in the Amazon. Vivek Ramaswamy is apparently a 9-11 truther. Now that doesn't surprise me, but the thing that he said was so goddamn stupid that I feel that I have to talk about it. Larry Hogan, the former governor of Massachusetts. It is Massachusetts, right? Massachusetts. Says that No Labels is going to launch a third-party alternative if Trump and Biden are the nominees for their respective parties. Meanwhile, Rudy Giuliani says he has scientific evidence that proves that voter fraud did indeed occur. (laughs) Justin Freakin
2: is a formidable voice. I'm sorry, that wasn't
0: supposed to be Matt Walsh. It was supposed to be Rudy. My apologies.
1: Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools?
0: Everything is off tonight. Well, also, I just made the decision to come on early about 30 minutes ago. So, hey. We're going to cover the uh, apparently, apparent serial baby killer in England who has now been sentenced. That's a wild story. Got video of a deputy who was apparently exposed to fentanyl. Ring video camera of robbers who posed as maintenance workers to try to break into a home. A shop owner in California was killed over an argument over the pride flag. Cause you know, it's 2023 in the land of the free. The wokes, the wokes have come for classic rock band Queen. The Wokes have come for classic rock band Queen. At the end of the show, I have gotten my hands. We did we did the segment last night with the CEO of PragerU responding to the Young Turks criticizing PragerU uh, materials being used in classrooms. They've now been accepted in Florida as uh, supplemental educational materials. I I was able to get my hands on a history test from the state of Florida put forward by uh, Prager U. And so I am going to take this history test from Prager U at the end of the stream and this this should be a lot of fun. We'll see uh, what kind of material is covered, the new curricula uh, curriculum that will be, in florida but first we're going to go to hawaii where joe biden has been touring Lohana and is going to be he he's probably already finished with his remarks he came on a little early uh but i've i've got it paused over here so joe biden first lady jill biden I'm not sure if that's the governor of Hawaii, perhaps the mayor of Luhana. God damn. Look at the charred remains of those vehicles. Jesus. Now there is one house, one house on that street that remained intact. It went viral. We're going to hear from the homeowner and why they believe The house was not destroyed by fires.
2: Hello, people of Maui. Hello. Shown such absolute, incredible courage. That's not hyperbole. I want you to know, on behalf of the United States of America, all the nation, the American people stand with you. Governor Josh Green, you've been incredible from the day we've spoken on this. You've been way ahead of the curve. Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke, Brian Chance, our Senator, Senator Maisie. By the way, Maisie, I told my granddaughter, whose name is Maisie as well, she said yeah. that's why I like her. Anyway, <coughs> but her name is Maisie as well. And uh, and Jill uh, uh, T- uh, Takuda, Representative Ed Chase, and uh, Mayor. Rick uh, Basson, Rick. uh, When we talked on the phone, I never. You look like you played uh, in defensive tackle for uh, I don't know who, but somebody good. Come on, man. At any rate, I want to thank you for your leadership. And this. He doesn't know who, who, but it
0: was somebody good.
2: Tragedy. To my left is the Banyan Tree, beloved by this community for over 150 years. Here in the former capital of the kingdom, Hawaii. That has stood for generations as a sacred spot of exceptional significance. One of the people who took me under his wing when I first got to the Senate was Danny Noe. He used to talk about, he used to talk about the kingdom of Hawaii. He was he came from Japan, but it was amazing to listen to him. Today is burned, but it's still standing. The trees survived for a reason. I believe it's a powerful, a very powerful symbol what we can and will do to get through this crisis. And for this, for as long as it takes, we're going to be with you, the whole country will be with you. You know, uh, we will uh, be respectful of the sacred grounds and the traditions that rebuild the way the people of Maui want to build, not the way others want to build. We're going to rebuild the way the people of Maui want to build. But you know, it's going to be hard. Though not a tourist destination. The deadliest wildfire in over a century. And Jill and I have what's left of uh, Walk Front Street. Was left of it. We've surveyed the damage from the air as well. The devastation is overwhelming. To date, 114 dead, hundreds of people unaccounted for. I remember when I got the call, my first. Yeah,
0: Washington. the death toll is going to continue to rise.
2: I got a call in Washington. I had Miss. BP girl. Good evening. And I was hiring staff in the Capitol at Teddy Kennedy's office. And I got a phone call saying. From my fire department, and a young first responder, kind of pans you. got to come home. There's been an accident. So what happened? He said, "Your wife, she, she she's dead. Come home. Come home." The tractor trailer had broadsided her and uh, uh, killed her in a car accident, along with my little Sir, daughter. Sir, I know you're trying to
0: like, I remember connect with people done, who have also experienced tragedy, home, but it's kind of insensitive of you to. Talk about your loss. About my
2: two boys. How are they? They were in the car. Never- As you were standing
0: in the middle of just
2: were unimaginable right? loss. Were they going to make it? Had they made it? it? wasn't until I walked into the emergency room that I saw that they were there. The difference between knowing somebody's gone and worrying whether they're available to come back are two different things. You know, and uh, I, uh, I remember one of the people who helped me the most was Danny Inouye. He helped bring me back, so I know the feeling that is many of the people in this town, this community, that hollow feeling you have in your chest, like you're being sucked into a black hole, wondering, will I ever, will I ever get by this? You know, and it's one thing to know, but it's quite another thing to have to wait to wonder whether your family member is going to be okay. Imagine being a parent wondering whether your child is, where it is. I remember, as I said, you know, press reports of grandfather's crying for lost neighbors while trying to be strong for the ones who survived. Of a woman distributing clothing to survivors who says she didn't lose her home, but she lost her hometown. But I also want all of you to know the country grieves with you, stands with you, and will do everything possible to help you recover, rebuild, and respect culture and traditions when the rebuilding takes place. My administration has been in constant contact with the governor and congressional delegation and local leaders. As soon as I got the the governor's request, I signed the master, uh, the major disaster declaration that mobilized the whole of government response, which means whatever you need, you're going to get. For example, the Coast Guard Navy immediately supported maritime search and rescue operations while the Army helped fire suppression. Here's what, that's here's what we've been doing since first you focus focused on search and rescue, which is still going on. Right now, there are over 450 search and rescue experts working round the clock. Second,
0: I've identified- Unfortunately, f- at this moment, it kind of seems like it's not a search and rescue, it's a, a body recovery effort. And
2: I, I hate to say that. FEMA's Administrator Griswold to lean forward, as she always has done, to help survivors get immediate aid. FEMA's quickly provided 55,000 meals, 75,000 liters of water, 5,000 beds, 10,000 blankets, working to help remove the debris, repair roads, and restore power. Additionally, my Department of Homeland of Housing and Urban Development is working with the state to make sure survivors can move from emergency shelters into temporary housing. To finally have Permanent place to call. You guys
0: got plenty of hotels over there.
2: Small Business Administration is making low-interest federal disaster loans available to Hawaiian businesses. Many of whom we've seen here burned to the ground. Homeowners and renters and nonprofits. If you need help, you can visit FEMA's Disaster Recovery Center at Maui College, or go to disasterassistance.gov. Disasterassistance.gov. Today, I'm appointing Bob Fenton. He's here, where are you, Bob? What about Bob? Bob Fenton as our chief federal response coordinator for Maui to lead our long-term recovery work. He's one of the nation's most experienced disaster response. Recovery.
0: Absolutely, PP girl. This, I'm afraid it's going to turn into now, yet another I Puerto to
2: Rico. Slider
0: sure pickle.
2: Everything the federal government can offer to heal and to rebuild as fast as possible.
0: The crypto bros are going to descend on, on it.
2: next? That's rebuilding a long long term, rebuilding for long term and doing it together to help get us back on our feet. Indigenous people are
0: going to be pushed aside.
2: By making sure you're As if
0: they weren't already.
2: By respecting your traditions.
0: By under- I've been to Hawaii. I was I went to Hawaii my junior year of high school, I think it was. And uh The only time I went out of the touristy area was we took a, we took a bus to like the, the dole plantation and that's the only glimpse like the, on the road to the plant out to the plantation. That's the only glimpse where you, you, you find out. There's a lot of poverty in Hawaii
2: I, on the island of Oahu is where I was at. Understanding the deep history and meaning of this sacred ground and establishing your community not to change it, its character, but re- two
0: different Hawaii's.
2: We're also going to bring the capabilities to help you rebuild. So your critical infrastructure is more resilient in the future. That all this matters. Let me close with this. From stories of grief, we've seen so many stories of hope and heroism of the aloha spirit. Every emergency responder put their lives on the line for us, save others are everyday heroes, neighbors, helping neighbors, Native Hawaiian leaders offering solace and strength, and this banyan tree, one called it the diamond in the rough of hope, another referred to the fire cannot reach its roots. he said, "Fire cannot reach its roots," that's Maui, that's America, and so the people of Hawaii were with you for as long as it takes. I promise you, may God bless all those we've lost, may God find those who we haven't determined yet and may God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Now I'm going to happy to turn this over to the governor, Governor Green,
0: The governor of the state of Hawaii.
3: Thank you, Mr. President. Before my formal remarks, which are brief, I wanted to say that I was deeply moved by the president as he shared with us by phone about his experiences of loss and how Senator Inouye helped bring him back and how as time has passed he's back here with us in Hawaii you could feel a deep deep commitment to playing that forward and caring for our people so thank you Mr. President friends we've been through so much together in recent years we had three years of the COVID pandemic, which left us isolated We've uh, in 2018 and 22, which ravaged Big Island. And there are scars. <laughs>
0: here in our people, he does kind of look like a tree in the back. Him, good evening.
3: But none of this has been as
0: tragic. We didn't have three years of the COVID pandemic. We are still in the COVID pandemic. And, uh... If my Facebook friends list is any indication, half the people in the country have fucking COVID right now.
3: ...tragic as the fire in Lahaina, which over these past 13 days has come down on us like a mountain. The amount of loss we've experienced- He looks
0: stupefied. What the fuck? ...difficult
3: for us to even fathom, but we'll hold each other up. Our hearts are broken and we'll heal. But with the assistance of President Biden, the federal government, and the love and compassion of resources throughout our state, we know we have the support to lift us up as we find those who are lost, we'll deal with the tragedy. The president, within six hours, six hours, met our needs with the federal movement, six hours. I don't think that's ever happened before, so it's our deepest appreciation to you and, and Dr. Biden. Thank you. The people of Lahaina will need time. I
0: like Jill better than Joe. Can we make Jill president?
3: And thank you, Mr. President, for understanding that and for sharing, as we've shared, that Lahaina belongs to its people and we're committed to rebuilding the way the people of Lahaina want. We want to emphasize that again, this land, is for the people of Maui, and it's reserved as they return and rebuild. So we've re- instructed...
0: Hey now, hey now, Trump uh, threw paper towels at people.
3: ...and FEMA to reach out to our Attorney General and enhance criminal... I don't see criminal-
0: Joe throwing paper towels out to the crowd.
3: She will share more about that in coming days. Right now, I want to speak to the world, and when I say this, of course no one can travel to West Maui right now. We will share when that is possible again.
0: Only how long is that gonna be?
3: Emergency relief workers should come here now. But all of the other areas of Maui, friends, and the rest of Hawaii.
0: I as a as a resident of Tennessee, I will I will let you know that one of our tourist destinations burned the fuck down just a couple of years ago. And it still hasn't fully recovered. It it was a good year before it was, you know, somewhat close to business being open. The, that's the city of Gatlinburg and the Smoky Mountains completely burnt down, just the way the city, and like, Lohana looks like it, it far worse, far worse. And when you see some of the, the video we're gonna look at here in a second, when like this one house survived, everything else leveled.
3: Safe, they're open, they're available. The mystique and love here, the Aloha, is here for you. And the reason I say that is because when you come, you will support our local economy and help speed the recovery of the people that are suffering right now. The thousands and thousands of family members that may have had loss who will still have to care for the others that remain. Briefly, to support those who have been affected by the fire, the American Red Cross has stepped up. Please support them. They're supporting our people. The Hawaii Community Foundation, again, another place you can lean in. We will assure that those resources go to the people they're suffering. Finally, there may never be another time in our state's history ever when we need to summon the spirit of aloha as deeply as we summon it today. So for the good of everyone who has been impacted, share aloha. Thank you for making that a part of what we are. The world is watching. And we will show them the true strength of our culture, our people, and all that we believe.
0: I don't know his background, but he just seems a little white to be talking like that.
3: The world will be reminded why it loves and embraces Hawaii, and we embrace it. Aloha. Got too emotional. Next, I'm honored to introduce Brian Schatz, a dear friend and our senator.
0: Aloha. Aloha.
4: Although we wish the circumstances were different, we do want to say mahalo to the President and the First Lady and welcome for making this historic trip in our time of need. We in Hawaii have been through hurricanes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, but we've never seen such a robust federal response. Thank you. Lahaina is One of the most special places on the planet. It was the seat of power for the Hawaiian kingdom. It was a whaling town. It was a plantation town. And most recently, a vibrant, multicultural, coastal community. And it was gone in an instant.
0: Sounds like a lot of exploitation to me.
4: Completely devastated families and communities, and the loss is unimaginable. We mourn parents, grandparents, and kids aunties and uncles friends and neighbors to the first responders who put their own lives at risk to save others and to everyone on maui who has been working around the clock to help this community while your own lives have been turned upside down mahalo please know that we are going to do everything we can to get you the help that you need this is the deadliest natural disaster that hawaii has ever seen and as a result This is the biggest federal response that Hawaii has ever seen. But we will need more support from everyone. The Maui community will pull together and chart its own future, but the scope of this tragedy means that we will need everyone, in Hawaii and across the country. The work will continue, and we will be there every step of the way. I'd now like to introduce my partner in the United States Senate, Maisie Hirono.
5: Mr. President, First Lady, thank you so much for being here to listen to the local people and to see for yourself the devastation that will require a lot of federal resources. Mr. President, you and Vice President Kamala Harris were among the first people to call me in the early days of this growing disaster and the fires that ra- Is it just me or
0: did the speaking order went from Like the widest to the the most native. Our
5: lives were lost. Our hearts go out to all of the people who lost loved ones and who lost everything in a matter of minutes. I was at the county collection distribution center uh, earlier this morning in the Sears parking lot. And what this devastation has led to are the people of Maui coming forward to donate their time, their resources, their homes, to help their neighbors. And I even saw tourists who were helping, volunteering at this center, at this collection facility, in the last days of their vacations here because they know that their help would matter. And, of course, the federal family... (laughs) Uh,
0: Looking dumb behind Senator Hirono.
5: Bob, you have been through many of these disasters. Yeah, seriously, and what a perfect
0: analogy that is. Like, the the white guy that flew in was the first one to get the attention. The white guy that probably moved there a couple decades, maybe a generation ago, was the next one to speak. The dude that looks like he is probably half native, half some tourist... Uh, ...that hooked up on a a trip a couple generations ago. He was the next to speak. And then we get Senator Mazi Hirono, who actually represents the people of Hawaii. Libertad, good evening! And for our our two uh, British citizens that are here, I've got a couple of uh, UK stories for you tonight. And if you count the Canadian story, uh, because apparently they're still under the crown, uh, doing a lot for you folk tonight. What? Come on, you don't even recognize Joe Biden? Come on, man. Looking all dumb back there? Come on.
5: A person who will help us recover. So, all of our family. If
0: I saw Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, I would know who he was because, once again, he kind of gives me a boner.
5: of federal agencies, FEMA, the Department of Defense, Interior, HUD, Army Corps of Engineers, SBA, they were all here from the very beginning to provide the help that we need. And my hope is that Lahaina and uh, Upcountry will rebuild in a way that we will listen to the people here. And that hope is represented by this banyan tree that stands here. Well, all around, uh, things burn. The banyan tree stands, and it is a symbol of hope. And when I talk with the arborist who is here to... Well, that's not the only one. Survives, he said that the tree will tell us what it needs, and our job is to listen. And that is our job, to listen to the people of Maui, to listen to the people of Lahaina as we rebuild. Mahalo nui loa to all of you who are here, and most especially to the president, first lady. We will rebuild, and we will rebuild listening to the voices and the values of the people here. Now I turn to Jill Takuda, our newest member. Thank you Senator Hirono,
6: You know, we all stand here and we can feel the
0: I, I assume this is the Congresswoman from Hawaii. And I can tell you it
6: breaks my heart to think about just how hot it was here to do the damage that we see less than 2 weeks ago. All of our hearts breaking for what has happened here and the loss that we will ex- we've experienced. Mr. President, First Lady Biden, mahalo not only for your presence here today, but for the love and aloha you have shown our Maui ohana from the very very beginning your actions from the earliest days of this tragedy your visit here today demonstrates your commitment and connection with our local community this is a national disaster it will demand a national response you being here with us connecting with our community makes that absolutely clear the banyan tree that we stand in front of has become an iconic symbol of our heartbreak and our hope The pain we feel as we recall happier times under her branches, our undying hope that under the charred and scarred exterior there is still life and renewal. And while this tree is a symbol, her roots, our people, have been scattered far and wide. And while we go here and we look and we search, we know that so many of her roots, her people, still wait here to be found. Others. Not often seen are in places like the beaches of Honokawai, the homesteads of Leali'i, gathered in shelters in our communities, clinging together. I have spent time among her roots, our people, spread out across Maui. And like the urgent care and attention being given to our beloved banyan tree, her roots, our people, need that same urgent care and attention. They need everything from basic identification and documents tents and water trailers, mental health care. We can heal the body, but this, this takes so much longer to recover from something like this. Basic Wi-Fi connections, air quality monitoring and testing, especially for many who still live in and around these areas. The needs are great, but so are the struggles of courage. I've sat and hugged a wife still looking for her husband till this day. I've heard of a child who does not want to leave the ocean because he thinks the fires will burn him. And I've seen the fear on the face of a survivor in their eyes because the wind blew too hard and it took her back to that moment. We know some of our most difficult days still lie before us. It's going to be long. It's going to leave us feeling heavy with loss, frustrated, angry that we can't move faster. But if our roots Our people are to not just survive, but thrive. If there is to actually be renewal and life beneath these scars, these burns, then we must all draw, as has been said, on the wisdom of our kupuna and the lessons that they have taught us to live and lead with aloha and lokahi. We must remember that our strength is in our connections to one another, our ability to communicate and care with each other. The challenge we face before us will no doubt test our aloha. But if there's one thing I know absolutely 110% for sure, aloha always wins. Mahalo. I now bring up Mayor Bisson.
0: Damn, we also went from the worst public speaker to the best public speaker. Dr. Biden, for lady.
7: The most, aloha, uh, Allah, the most poignant. You're hurting because so many have lost so much. We are hurting because we know we have changed forever. Gaze good evening. We're hurting because not only we've lost our historical places and our homes, but we've lost our loved ones. This is a historical town. There's much to be learned from this place. Just behind me is the, Maui, is the Pioneer Inn here on Maui. My mom worked there for 17 years. In the 70s and the 80s, I would spend much time here with her. That courthouse there is the original Lahaina courthouse. As a young prosecutor in 1987, I started my career in that courtroom. There's much memories for all of us. And that's why we hurt because we don't have those anymore. But what we do have is help. All the help that's been mentioned by every person standing here. And more importantly, the heroes there face, facing horror. And going after that and that's the reason no he's forward. behind this dude <laughs> it's we have to help. the community has come together and when i say community i mean the world's community not just maui not just hawaii not just the united states of america but all countries have come forward to help us we've brought that together so what that leaves us leaves us with is hope we have hope that we can put this together as we comfort those who have hurt so much and we try to heal. And so again, I'm here on behalf of the people of the County of Maui, Molokai, Lanai, to thank every one of you who have given to us, who have donated, who have offered their services, and especially the leaders behind me who in each of their own ways have also helped us. And I want to just say how responsive the President has been. He called yesterday, asked for the help we needed. We talked a little bit about that and within two hours, one of his cabinet members called me back to answer my question. So we've been getting all the help that we need, again, because we wanna let our people know that there is hope. Mahalo.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the backstory was behind the no-comment clip that went viral among right-wing media. Uh, because this, every story that I've seen thus far have been that the federal government response uh, has been one of the best of, of recent uh, disasters. So I don't know the particulars about, you know, why he threw out a no comment. Maybe it was a reporter? Was it, was it like Steve Doocy or some shit? Yeah, like, uh, supposedly Biden was on the phone with the governor within hours and that like they like the governor even mentioned it said like the quickest approval within like 6 hours they had the the coast guard assisting in the in the search and rescue uh what, what all what they they mentioned several things uh that were activated but man look at that look at the devastation i mean like the town doesn't exist anymore
5: See?
0: see you soon, Howdy, bro. I see you
2: soon. Just insane. That's how it is. That's how it is. I'm gonna come back next time. It'll be different. It'll be different.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, prepare yourself for the for the footage that you're getting ready to see here. There was a house that went viral on social media because it was one of the only structures that survived. The owner of that house is going to explain to us how they believe it, uh, oh, I don't know if we have footage of them talking, but this is the house in question. A single home on a block bordering the ocean in West Maui miraculously survived the wildfires. Uh, The image of its resilient red roof standing outside in the rubble uh, has gone viral. Homeowner Atwater Milliken told the LA Times it's 100% wood house. The 100-year-old home was recently renovated to restore some of its original features, including the addition of a bright red metal roof. Roofs are the number one factor that contribute to the flammability of the home. So apparently it was the metal roof that helped keep it safe. Uh, Foilage had also been removed from the plot, not to prevent ignition, but to stop termites from spreading to the home's wooden frame. So I guess not a lot of kindling around it those changes in addition to the home being bordered on three sides by ocean probably what kept the flames at bay wow it's just I've never seen anything like this before Like, this looks like a war zone. This is what I imagine Hiroshima looked like after we dropped the goddamn bomb on it. Pripyat doesn't look like that. Just insane. Now, the United States not the only uh, country experiencing wildfires, and Hawaii not the only part of the United States experiencing wildfires. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is slamming Facebook for blocking news about the Canadian wildfires. What the fuck? Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Monday accused Facebook of putting profits over people's safety during the emergencies created by uh, Canada's record wildfire season. What were they wanting to charge to boost posts? Is that it? Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, announced earlier this summer it would keep its promise to block news content from Canada. Whoa! Whoa! to block news content from Canada on its platforms because of a new law that requires tech giants to pay publishers for linking to or otherwise repurposing their content online. Wow. Fuck you, Facebook. Clinically, good evening. And to think I was going to root for Zuck against Elon. Elon. Hmm. Fires raging in Canada. also, that's a uh that's a pretty good law. We need something like that in the US. Fires raging in Canada have pushed tens of thousands of people from their homes and threatened cities such as Yellowknife, the capital of the Northwest Territories. About thirty thousand people were under evacuation orders in British Columbia. Right now, in an emergency situation where up to date local information is more important than ever, Facebook is putting corporate profits ahead of people's safety, and Justin Trudeau is absolutely right. It is so inconceivable that a company like Facebook is choosing to put corporate profits ahead of ensuring that local news organizations can get up to date information to Canadians. Government uh, government ministers called on Meta on Friday to lift its Canada news ban, which applies to local outlets as well as national media, such as the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. The company, which is headquartered in Northern California, stood by its decision and said in a statement about the wildfires that people in Canada can continue to use Instagram and Facebook to connect with their communities and access reputable information, including content from official government agencies, emergency services, and non-governmental organizations. The country's residents and visitors are not able to view or share news on the Meta-owned social networks, including news articles, videos, and audio posted by outlets inside or outside of Canada. Meta has not been alone in its action. Google's owner Alphabet also said it planned to remove Canadian news links in response to the new law, although it hasn't followed through just yet. The Online News Act passed in late June after a lengthy debate and is set to take effect later this year. Fuck you, Facebook. Fuck you, Google. Fuck all these fucking tech companies. I get accused by right-wingers all the time of doing their bidding. But I don't even I don't think they should exist. They definitely if they are going to exist, they should be highly highly regulated. But what do I know? Extreme heat, rain and drought all across this country, North America, south all across the goddamn world. Extreme heat, extreme rain, drought.
8: joining us now is professor michael mann director of the penn center for science sustainability and the media and author of the forthcoming book our fragile moment so good to see you again michael mann let's start with tropical storm hillary this is a first why is this storm so notable for california and what's it say about what lies ahead
9: yeah thanks andrea it's good to be with you and the governor laid it out actually pretty clearly um You know, this is climate change. We're seeing it now in all of its forms, in, you know, the wildfires in Canada, what happened in Maui, uh, the flooding rains that we're now seeing in California. um, You see greater extremes at both ends of the spectrum. Uh, A warmer ocean puts more uh, moisture into the atmosphere. So when you get rainfall, you get larger amounts of it. You get more of these flooding events. But warmer soils evaporate more moisture, so you get worse drought uh, over uh, the land regions of the subtropics and the mid latitudes and so you know this is it uh greater extremes at both ends of the spectrum whether it's this very rare hurricane and you know the statistics of uh uh, pacific hurricanes hurricanes that uh, sort of go in that direction are small enough um that when we use models to estimate you know uh, how likely they are it's sort of hard to really Establish whether there's a trend or not because there's such rare events. But what we can talk about is the huge amount of moisture, the huge amount of rainfall, um, and that's what uh, this storm. That's the real threat that it poses.
8: Now, is there a difference between the wildfires potentially that devastated Maui and the wildfires in the the West and what we're seeing in Canada? Um, because is the open te- uh, is the ocean temperature as warm around Hawaii as it is
9: here? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, you know, uh, Canada in the summer, you're, you're well into the mid-latitudes. Um, it tends to get quite dry in Western Canada. We don't expect that, right, for Maui, for, um, you know, the, the tropical uh, islands of Hawaii. It's sort of something that we're not used to. We're not used to thinking about extreme drought on, on the Hawaiian islands, but the trend is in that direction. It's been getting Warmer, it's been getting hotter, which means again more evaporation of moisture from those soils, and rainfall's been going down. And so it's a double whammy, it gives you worse drought. And it was that extreme drought in parts of the island
0: that clinically, clinically quoting the the amazing George Carlin, uh, it's not saved the planet, it saved the humans. The planet will be fine, the planet will be here long after we are gone. Maybe it just needed us to create plastic, and now that it has plastic, whoop, shrugs us off.
9: Help helped facilitate the, the damage, the extent um, of those wildfires. So it's different dynamics playing out in different places, but the underlying factor, the warming of uh, the planet... Uh, increased evaporation rates is common to a, a lot of these. Uh, now, I'll, I'll mention one other factor with Maui, with uh, with the, 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 the hurricane that sort of went to the south of Maui that contributed to uh, the uh, very strong winds. So the winds depend on how large the differences in pressure are. And when you have a hurricane to the south, that's really lowering the pressure. It gives you a a different uh, a different gradient in, in in pressure worse winds and those winds were an important part of the problem they helped spread those fires they helped knock down those fire lines and why did it intensify, that storm, that hurricane intensify so quickly? Uh, climate change played a role there. Those very warm oceans mean very rapid intensification. It ballooned to a cat four quickly. It contributed to that pressure gradient. that contributed to those winds. It was what I call a compound climate disaster. A number of different climate-related factors came together.
0: Oh, God, I hate that song. As I was talking about last night, I hate that little uh, stinger of the outro of MSNBC. I'd rather have Lester Holt come at me than that. <laughs> well, at least somebody is doing something about climate change. May not be the U.S., but somebody is. Ecuadorians. Reject oil drilling in the Amazon, ending operations in a protected area. Mad props. We're going to talk about a couple of different elections in Latin America, and it is a good day for progressives. Ecuadorians voted against drilling for oil in a protected area of the Amazon, an important decision that will require require the state oil company to end its operations in a region that's home to isolated tribes and is a hotspot of biodiversity. With over 90% of the ballots counted uh, by early Monday, around 6 in 10 Ecuadorians rejected the oil exploration in Block 43, situated within the Yasani National Park. The referendum took place along with the presidential election, which will be decided in a runoff between leftist candidate uh, Luis Gonzalez and right-wing contender Daniel Noboya. I'm probably fucking both their names up. The country is experiencing political turmoil turmoil following the assassination of one of its candidates, uh, Fernando Villavicino. And I just did that story the other day. I learned how to say his name during that story and still fucked it up. Let's talk about the runoff and what is going to happen next. Ecuador's presidential election it moves towards a runoff vote in October. So That is uh, Luisa Gonzalez, the Citizens Revolution political movement, the progressive, and her running mate, Andres uh, Azar... 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 Uh, a, 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 So sorry, I am. I am so fucking sorry. Arouse. and I'm probably still fucking it up. And they're celebrating after early results showed them ahead in the snap election. Ecuadorian voters, looking for a new leader to help curb the country's unprecedented violence, will have to head to the polls again in October for a runoff that is likely to see the ally of a, a convicted former president vie against the principal heir of a banana-growing and exporting empire. No candidate in Sunday's special presidential election received enough support to be declared the winner. The election process took place under the watch of tens of thousands of police officers and soldiers deployed across the country, partly in response to the assassination of a presidential candidate earlier this month. With more than 85%—and we watched the video of that happening. That was wild— with more than 85% of the votes counted late Sunday, results from the National uh, Electoral Council had leftist Luisa Gonzalez in the lead with about 33% of support. She had been the frontrunner heading into the contest, but the election day's surprise came from former lawmaker Daniel Naboa, who received about 24% of the votes, even though he never placed above fifth place in polls. To win outright, a candidate needed 50% of the vote, or to have at least 40% with a 10-point lead over the closest opponent. Cristina Zurita was in third place with 16%. I'm sorry, Christian Zurita. His name was not on the ballot, but he replaced a Fernando Valav- Valavicencio, who's killing this month as he left a campaign rally in Quinto, the capital laid bare people's fears over unprecedented violence in a country they considered peaceful up until about 3 years ago. Villa Vicinia Villa Vicinia Villa vicinios killing heightened people's concerns over the violent crime affecting Ecuadorians in low-income. I should have went and found a video of this, so I didn't have to try to do it. Affecting Ecuadorians and low-income and wealthy neighborhoods nationwide, many people interrupted. Uh, interpreted. <laughs> I give up. Many people interpreted it as a sign that not even politicians are safe anymore. General Fausto Salinas, commander general of the national police, said one person was arrested for false voting, two for harassment and resisting arrest, and more than twenty for unlawfully carrying guns. So, seemed to go pretty smoothly for a country that's had uh, been in turbulence. Going over to another Latin American country, which also had an election. Guatemala's pick of independent, anti-corruption progressive as president may face a challenge? I don't know why, because they won in a landslide. Guatemalans overwhelmingly picked an independent progressive to be the country's next president, but his opponent remained silent on Monday, leaving open the possibility of a challenge to landslide results that resoundingly rejected the company's elite. He's going to try to pull a Trump, eh? With 100% of the votes counted, anti-corruption crusader Bernardo uh, Aravello got uh, 58% of the vote to 37% for former First Lady Sandra Torres in her third bid for the presidency. The results still have to be certified to become official. Torres made no public statements in the hours after her loss, creating the question of whether she would dispute the election and set her backers against uh, Aravello's some of whom pledged to greet any controversy with street protests. The United States has long had strong economic and diplomatic ties with Guatemala, and President Joe Biden weighed in Monday, saying that his country saw Arevalo as the winner. So I guess if the CIA isn't bagging it, uh, the right-wingers don't have uh, any chance. So go fuck yourselves. Let's move to presidential politics here in the United States, shall we? I found this one interesting. Vivek, whose name runs with cake, is a 9-11 truther. That doesn't surprise me, and... It's actually... The statement that he made that surprised me. Because even if you're a 9-11 truther, I don't really think what he said made a lot of fucking sense. Vivek Ramaswamy wants to know how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. So, So now it's not just federal agents out here causing January 6th and making Trump supporters look bad. There were federal agents on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. (laughs) Vivek Ramaswamy is once again just asking questions about what happened on 9-11 do we is there video is there video there's not video is there is there audio oh no that's just listening to the article they just interviewed him an interview with the atlantic Ramaswamy spontaneously turned to the subject during an exchange about whether Americans knew the truth about what really happened during the January 6th assault on the Capitol. I don't know, but we can handle it. Whatever it is, we can handle it. Government agents, how many government agents were in the field, right? He then pivoted to September 11th when terrorists hijacked, hijacked four jetliners and crashed them into the World Trade Center. I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Maybe the answer is zero. It probably is zero for all I know, right? There was a marshal on one of the planes, wasn't there? If I, It has been 20 fucking years since I read the 9-11 commissioned report. and Yes, I did fucking read it. Because I was a glutton for punishment back then. I want to say one of the planes had a marshal on it. I have no reason to think it was anything other than zero, but if we're doing a comprehensive assessment on what happened on 9-11, we have a 9-11 commission. Absolutely. That should be an answer. The public knows the answer to, well, if we're doing a January 6th commission, absolutely. Those should be questions that we should get to the bottom of. Jesus. He later insisted that he didn't think the two events belong in the same conversation and that it's ridiculous to compare them, but he continued to insist he wants the truth about that day. I am not questioning what we, this is not something I'm uh, staking anything on, but I want the truth about 9-11. It's not the first time Ramaswamy has expressed outside the mainstream views on 9-11. The GOP candidate has previously made clear that he does not believe everything the government has told us about that day and pointed to evidence of Saudi involvement in the attack. Well, yeah, 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 that, that's true. But that's, that was the Bush administration, their ties to the Saudi royal family. This is going to be a wild fucking presidential season, isn't it? I mean, it's not going to be like the last one. It's going to be more like a traditional election cycle. But it's going to be wild, isn't it? Larry Hogan says that no labels will likely launch a third-party alternative if Trump and Biden are the nominees. Well, Mr. Hogan... Uh... Are you planning on doing so? Because I'm like 90% sure they're going to be the nominees. Now, Trump, I don't know that he makes it to the general election, but he's going to win the party nomination. Now, that's an interesting, that is an interesting scenario. (laughs) And the motherfucker is almost certainly going to win the GOP nomination, but I still believe he's going to be too encumbered by all of his legal woes to actually participate in the general election. So I honestly have no idea how this is going to shake out. We're in for a lot of f- Me as a political commentator doing a show mocking current events in politics I'm salivating at what's getting ready to happen, but as an American citizen, I don't know I'm uh, I'm too excited for it. But if Trump and Biden are the nominees, it's very likely that no labels will get access to the ballot and offer an alternative. Joe Manchin! What Hogan said on CNN State of the Union, and if most of the voters don't want A or B, we have an obligation to give them C, I mean, for the good of the country. Ho- and... I encourage him. I hope he does. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I feel like a no labels pulls more from Trump than he than it does from Biden. That's just me. Cornel West is possibly going to pull from Biden or is going to animate people that wouldn't vote anyway. So go ahead, run a no labels candidate. I'm all for it. Hogan, who serves as the national co-chairman of No Labels, a political group that has been pushing for a third-party ticket, said two-thirds of the American people are not interested in voting for the Republican or Democratic nominee. It's an overwhelming majority of people who are completely fed up with politics. They think Washington is broken. It is. And so, even though this normally is not something that we consider and talk about seriously, because it hasn't happened in the past, this is something that could happen, Uh, noting that it's still a long way off. David Axelrod, a former senior advisor to President Obama, pushed back against Hogan's proposal on Sunday, saying, honestly, doesn't that pave the way for Donald Trump? No, I don't think so. Doesn't that siphon votes from Joe Biden elect the person that you have criticized so heavily? I don't think so. I just don't, I don't think so. What do you guys think? Is a no-labels candidate going to pull more from Trump or Biden? Just don't get it in your mouth. Ew. Speaking of stuff you don't want to put in your mouth. Rudy Giuliani. Damn. He apparently has scientific evidence of voter fraud in order to prove his innocence. Oh God, do, do we have a clip?
1: Yes. Here's one question. First thing is, uh, I, DJ Dub I giving, giving anything away? At least I'll tell you my strategy. I'm going to follow Mark Meadows and file as soon as I do the the uh, uh, the arraignment. I'm going to file a motion for removal to federal court, which I would say um, almost virtually will be granted. So we'll be doing it in federal court, uh, where we get an appeal right away if we don't if we doesn't get removed. And your answer, my answer is absolutely correct. We will show because the real, the trial is about the following: Did he believe really? that there was sufficient ground to argue that there was a, a, a crooked election, or did not he? And was he lying? Well, the fact is, I know he was. He, he believed it, and I did. And In many and, others. Whoa, 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 whoa. I believe we, we have him knowing that
0: he lost, don't we? That came out during the January 6th hearings, if I remember correctly.
1: And the others did. In fact, about 50% of the American people believe it. In fact, a number of judges who were in minority believed it. But we decided to get out of the courts and go to the legislature so we get these witnesses out. Uh, we'll and, have y- you- and the answer to the last part of the question is yes, there are things we didn't present then because over the next couple of years, a lot of people did a lot of work and have been able to produce more witnesses and what I would call scientific evidence that is very persuasive.
8: But Alex asked a second. Such-
0: uh, did your scientific evidence come from one Mr. Mike Lindell?
1: That was on crack. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well.
0: I'm assuming that's where it came from, right? I had a right-winger tell me, uh, blah, 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 50% of the country believes the election was stolen. I was like, well, the election wasn't stolen. Trump's DHS, Trump's DOJ both said... Uh, he lost, 60 court cases say he lost, 50 secretaries of state say he lost, he lost. We have evidence that somebody tried to interfere in the election, it was the Republicans. That's why Trump and his merry band of chuckle fucks are going to prison. And he's like, Justin, uh, 50% of it believe it, ignored it at your own peril. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what they believe. Facts don't care about your feelings, snowflakes. Anyone who believes the election was stolen is a fucking moron. But hey, 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 you know, uh, Simp, you're the one that posted it in the Discord earlier about, uh, Rush Limbaugh, right? Yes, the Dana Gold, uh, nobody thinks about Rush Limbaugh anymore. I do. I think about Rush Limbaugh, I bring him up because right before he died, he gave me a fucking perfect soundbite. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. And for once, I agree with Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Trump's lawyers were in Fulton County, Georgia today. They were apparently negotiating with the DA, Fonnie Willis, and Trump's bond has been set. The bond that he will post come Wednesday. Breaking news out of Fulton County,
10: former President Donald Trump's bond has just been set. It's at $200,000. Joining me now.
0: Okay. Is he allowed to use campaign funds? does he have 200 grand fair enough clinically fair enough they've always looked like nutters NBC
10: News justice reporter Ryan Riley, MSNBC anchor and legal contributor Katie Fang, who's outside the Fulton County courthouse for us and back with us, former U.S. attorney and an MSNBC legal analyst, Barbara McQuaid. So, Katie, $200,000. What else is Donald Trump not allowed to do under the terms of this bond agreement?
11: Yes, okay, we're pending confirmation of the remaining bond conditions for Donald Trump. But if they're anything like John Eastman and Scott Hall, who are two of the co-defendants for Donald Trump. If those are similar, you're not allowed to interfere with any of the witnesses in this case. You're not allowed to violate any state or federal laws. You are required to appear when you are ordered to appear for the proceedings. Um, that are going to be going on in this case. I want to note that, as you are aware, Katie, all of the 19 co-defendants have been charged with one count of RICO. Interestingly, Donald Trump's bond on that one count is $80,000. For John Eastman, it's $20,000. And for Scott Hall, it's only $4,000. And so few minutes ago, we did see counsel for Donald Trump leave the DA's office they had obviously been negotiating the terms of his bonds and what means what it means to us with that increased amount for Donald Trump on that count one Rico count is that obviously the DA's office told his lawyers look he's gonna have to post a higher bond than the other defendants at this time and we've seen that in terms of the numbers
0: I just like I would assume Donald Trump don't have 200 grand like Donald Trump himself does not have two hundred thousand dollars but like, I'm assuming he's going to pull it from somewhere. The campaign has $200,000. Does he have a fund specifically? Did he sell something on his website to raise money for his legal funds? I'm assuming that's where the 200 grand's is going to come from. Of course, he's going to threaten the prosecutors. That's, I want to see him be thrown in fucking jail to await trial because he should be. I mean, he's already threatened the prosecutor. He's already done everything that he can to try to. Uh, they tried to um, get a court to to uh, before before the indictment even came down. They were trying to get a higher court. Uh, to move it from her jurisdiction or some shit that came out today. They're trying to get the Georgia legislature to remove her and they don't have that kind of power. (laughs) Jesus. All right, you ready for a story that's going to piss you off? We did the initial story last week, but now, now the affidavits have been unsealed. Newspaper in Kansas that was raided by the police. Cops apparently did not, did not have the, uh, the authority to raid. The judge uh, in the case has a questionable past. A journalist, uh, yeah, Matt Gates is trying to censure her, but got zero co-sponsors for his bill. He put it forward earlier today. I almost did that story, Quesadilla, but I was like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. Fuck Matt Gates. A journalist's seemingly routine public record search sparked unprecedented law enforcement raids on a Kansas newspaper office and the publisher's home. By the way, ended up killing the publisher, the, the, or the, the publisher's mom, the elderly lady that lived at the home. The search of the Marion County Records offices was based on a police chief's stated belief that one of its reporters committed identity theft by accessing the driver records of a restaurant owner, according to do- uh, court documents released by the paper's attorneys. Downloading the documents involved either impersonating the victim or lying about the reasons why the record was being sought, Marion Police Chief Gideon Cody wrote in affidavits supporting raids on the paper's newsroom. A day after the August 11th raid, Meyer's 98-year-old mother, record co-owner Joan Mayer, died, and the publisher blamed her death on stress caused by the police incursion. The paper has said the raid was unjustified and that its reporter, Phyllis Zorn, simply found restaurant owner Kari Newell's driver, uh, driver's record by routinely using a State Department of Revenue's online search engine. The, re, uh, the resource makes any motorist's history available to anyone by simply providing the search target's first and last names, date of birth, and driver's license number. The motor vehicles driver uh, driver's checker is public-facing and free use. Kansas Department of Revenue spokesperson Zach Denny told NBC News, "If you have any identifying information, you can pull uh, motor records out." The newspaper said it had received a tip that Newell was convicted of a DUI in 2008 and wanted to know if that spot on her driving record could preclude her from having a liquor license. uh, The paper reached out to police after the unsolicited information, a claim confirmed by Cody's affidavits. Herbal, who was also a target of the raid. I I don't know who this Herbal is. This is the first time I'm seeing that name. We don't have a first name. Oh, Councilmember member Huth Herbal. Herbal, who was also a target of a raid, received the same unsolicited information about Newell's DUI. The raid infuriated press freedom watchdogs who claimed that the law enforcement action was a blatant violation of constitutional rights, and it was. Marion County Attorney Joel N.C. last week said police had insufficient evidence to justify uh, their raids and asked for C.'s property to be returned. There's no conceivable way the paper accessing a public database could be guilty of identity theft, and even if the paper committed wrongdoing to gain Newell's date of birth and driver's license number, police were wrong to use it, uh, use its most aggressive and intrusive tool. The expert in constitutional law said. The newspaper, even after confirming Newell's DUI through driving records, did not initially reveal it. The DUI was only reported by the newspaper when Newell revealed it herself at a city council meeting as she publicly accused the newspaper of using illegal means to get that information. Wow. This, this story... The paper didn't even publish the information. The woman did it herself. When bitching about the newspaper. Wow. All right. The next couple of stories are pretty fucking graphic. So, if uh, the pretty fucking graphic side of crime news is not your cup of tea, come back in about 10-15 minutes and we'll be back to more lighthearted fare. We're going to go to California first, where a shop owner was shot over an argument about a pride flag. Oh, I thought I had a video to play you, but apparently they are live right now with some kind of press conference about it. We're going to read the story here. Maybe we'll pick up some of the press conference. A Cedar Glen clothing store owner who was shot and killed last week, allegedly because she displayed a pride flag outside her business, was being remembered as a fierce advocate for the LGBT plus community. Laura Ann Carleton, a married mother... Is this the story? Is this what we wanted to watch?
12: Had
3: to happen.
12: 66 year old Lori Carlton owned Mag- had to happen. 66 year old Lori Carlton owned Magpie. The San Bernardino Sheriff's Department says around 5 p.m. Friday, someone made several disparaging remarks about a rainbow flag flying outside, which led to an argument and the shots fired. Wesley Lynn and Matthew Clevenger are part of Lake Arrowhead's LGBTQ community. They knew Lori as a friend and an ally.
0: We don't really hear of cases like this so much, uh, of allies getting killed for, for support, even violence against allies. And-
12: the violence took more than just a person. One by one, people showed up and reflected on the service-minded, community-oriented neighbor who, by all accounts, cared deeply for those who made this place home. Well, how do we move forward?
10: you know, with this um, undercurrent of hate having invaded or taken from us that sense of security and and love and safety. So
12: often in these kinds of tragedies, you hear people say, this kind of thing doesn't happen here. It's so quiet. Lake Arrowhead is the poster child of that idea. It's where people live and have moved to increasingly to get away. For four years now, Lake Arrowhead has held LGBTQ pride parades. Lori Captain, the boat in more ways than one. The abundance of pride led to a more colorful town and a changed one.
9: There's a lot of other people with different beliefs and values in us, but they're not hateful. In fact, we spend Easter at their home sometimes.
12: The old and the new of Lake Arrowhead can exist
9: in one place. Yes, I do. I do. It's the hate and the fear that needs to go.
12: Which means Matthew and Wesley, embedded in the community, will stay in Cedar Glen, Christian Cordero, ABC7 Eyewitness News.
2: The Inland Empire got hit hard by Hillary this weekend.
12: Well,
0: she- so that, that was the live reporting. That's why I couldn't access the actual original story. Did, did they arrest somebody? What the fuck? The update. the suspected killer who has not been publicly identified. Why? Why? fled the crime scene on foot, but was found by sheriff's deputies several miles from Carlton's store, where he was fatally shot in a confrontation. Sheriff's office said the assailant was armed with a handgun and refused orders to drop the weapon. No deputies were injured in the incident, unfortunately. So, have not released the name. Fatally shot by cops later. Wow. Go across the pond where there is a horrific story going on. I don't know any of the details. But apparently this woman was a nurse and she didn't like babies. Babies. Lucy Letby Serial killer nurse Sentenced for murdering babies Yeah, content warning I've only seen the headlines I knew this was going on But uh, I think I had it on the list One day last week to talk about While the trial was going on But it just got cut one night Nurse Lucy Letby, the most prolific child serial killer in modern British history, will die in prison as she's been sentenced uh, to a whole life order at a hearing she refused to attend. Judge Mr. Justice Goss handed the baby murderer a, a rare sentence, which is life imprisonment with no possibility of release. The 33-year-old was found guilty on Friday of murdering 7 infants and attempting to murder six others when she was working on the neonatal unit at the Countess of Chester Hospital between June 2015 and June 2016. She deliberately injected newborns with air, force-fed others milk, or poisoned them with insulin. However, the nurse indicated to her legal team last week that she would not take any part in the hearing, while the judge said the court has no power to force a defendant to attend a sentencing. Come on here, you want to see a picture of her? Since uh, we really didn't get a lot from the story, here's the picture I used in the thumbnail. They should. This is pictures of her bedroom that they showed in court that apparently made her cry. I don't. I don't even know. Like, why? What would? What was? What is the motive? What? What? Why? Can somebody explain this shit to me? Can we get a? Here is video of her arrest from the BBC. I thought I had video over arrest. This is your sentencing.
1: On each of the seven offenses of murder and the seven offenses of attempted murder, I sentence you to imprisonment for life. Because the seriousness of your offenses is exceptionally high, I direct that the early release provisions do not apply. And now uh,
0: one of our uh, resident bean eaters chimes in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like beans. I don't know why I don't know why I say that as an insult. It's more the beans at breakfast that get me. Killing babies was her link to the dot What? One of the Brits chimes in and says she was framed.
1: The order of the court, therefore, is a whole life order on each and every offense, and you will spend the rest of your life in prison.
0: Okay, so her defense stated that she maintained her innocence throughout the proceedings, there was nothing he was able to add in mitigation that was capable of reducing the sentence it's really just describing the Hospital bosses ignored months of doctors' warnings about Lucy Letby. Hospital bosses failed to investigate allegations against Lucy Letby and tried to silence doctors. The lead consultant at the neonatal unit where she worked is told the BBC. The hospital also delayed calling the police despite months of warnings that the nurse may have been killing babies jesus christ the unit's lead consultant dr stephen Berry, first raised concerns about let me in Oct- october of 2015. the first five murders all happened between june and october of 2015 and despite months of warnings the final two were in june of 2016. The hospital's top manager demanded the doctors write an apology to Letby and told them to stop making allegations against her. Two consultants were ordered to attend mediation with Letby. When she was finally moved, Letby was assigned to the Risk and Patient Safety Office, where she had access to sensitive documents from the neonatal unit and was in close proximity to senior managers whose job it was to investigate her. Deaths were not reported appropriately, which meant the high fatality rate could not be picked up by the wider NHS system. This is according to a manager who took over after the deaths uh, uh, reporting uh, by the uh, the BBC, as well as the seven murder convictions, Letby was on duty for another six baby deaths at the hospital, and police have widened their investigation. Two babies also died while Letby was working at Liverpool Women's Hospital. Fucking wow! I'm not at a loss for words often. I'm sorry. Let's go to Texas. Where we have ring video camera of men posing Yeah, 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 clinically like I've, we've we've gone through this there's several times. Uh there's there's been a, a few different stories where like I'm I'm one hundred percent against the death penalty. Ex- except this one. Except this one. Let's say like it's usually mass shooters and stuff like that. Um, the dude that we covered a few weeks ago that executed his own children, uh, that dude, that dude should be put to death. And, uh, this woman, this woman, uh, Taylor's your business. Not so much, not so much. Uh, I, I think I can fix her. Drugs make you do some weird things, don't they, Elon? Stay tuned for that one. Dallas apartment resident says that two men posed as maintenance workers to try to break into his house.
10: Dallas police are also looking for two men who posed as maintenance men before trying to
0: break inside an apartment. It happened at a complex on Gannon Lane, WFAA Sydney Persing spoke to the victim who said "You doing the mule kick to protect his family.
8: This dramatic encounter was all captured on video. It is going viral tonight, and it is not hard to see why. Saturday, just before 6 p.m. here at the Interlace Apartments behind me, a young man named Ethan Rodriguez was at home when he heard a knock at the door. Rodriguez looked through his peephole, and here is what he saw. A man who said he was a maintenance worker asking to come in. Yes,
1: uh, they came to uh, check your air filters.
10: But
8: Rodriguez didn't let him in, and the guy left. Moments later, though, he came back with a friend and a gun. The two guys now violently tried to beat down Rodriguez's door, then...
0: Okay, there's two things. If I'm going to try to rob somebody, I'm probably not going to do it in broad daylight at an apartment complex. How in the fuck do you think you're going to get away with that? And the poor like, as if there's not other people that aren't going to hear the commotion. You guys are dumb. You guys are real dumb. And a gun.
8: The two guys now violently tried to beat down Rodriguez's door. Then Rodriguez opens fire. Ah! To police, one of the suspects returned fire.
0: Real dumb, aren't you? Real dumb
8: According to police, one of the suspects returned fire before fleeing. I asked Rodriguez this afternoon what was racing through his head as all of this played out.
7: I wonder why the hell he's trying to get in my house. This is a random <laughs> encounter. He just coming at the door acting like he's maintenance and I don't know him at all. He's just trying to break into my house. So I just did my best intention to try to protect my family.
8: Dallas police officers told me no arrests have been made yet. Rodriguez though is hopeful that will change soon. I've got much more from him coming up tonight at six. Reporting here in Dallas, I'm Sydney Persing. Back to you.
0: Well. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that happened. in the middle of the day at an apartment complex and this was in Texas this was in Texas you're going to go to just some random ass apartment in Texas one of the most heavily armed states in the country and just start trying to break down a door did you see him in the parking lot? I think he looked like a punk? What the hell? I, what went through their minds? That could have absolutely injured uh, their neighbor. Luckily, nobody was injured. I can't... And the... And the... Perps tried to actually shoot back? I can't believe that. I can't believe any of this. This is... And another thing I don't believe is that just touching fentanyl, which is the first words this reporter is getting ready to say, (laughs) will not cause you to overdose. I have a feeling we're getting ready to hear some bullshit. Just touching fentanyl can be dangerous to law enforcement. Less than two weeks.
9: (laughs) This body can (laughs)
0: <laughs> like how quickly a sheriff's specifically law enforcement. Nobody else. Nobody else just touching it will affect them that way. Only cops. Because cops are gigantic fucking babies. Holy shit. Just touching
9: fentanyl can be dangerous to law enforcement. Less than two weeks ago, we showed you this body camera video of how quickly a sheriff's deputy in Flagler... Based fentanyl. ...came ill from it. He was testing the drug that was found during a traffic stop when he became lightheaded. He lost feeling in his arms, his
0: legs, and he had to be given... Once again, I want to point out, the actual experts that study this shit say this is impossible. What they are doing is having a panic attack. And, like, fucking news agencies like this are uh, contributing to this. This dude is not ODing.
9: Narcan. Now, a similar kind of incident recently happened to a deputy in Hillsborough County. News Channel Ace Melissa Moreno is joining us live from the Hillsborough County Jail. She has details. better.
10: And frightening stuff.
0: Good evening.
10: Absolutely. And frightening because it's becoming more...
0: Go check out my my good buddy Ledbetter. Uh They just dropped their album. What about uh, about two weeks ago? A week ago, something like that. Uh, I haven't got a chance to listen to the whole thing, but the couple singles I've heard of it, uh, heard from it so far, fantastic
10: were common keith so that deputy was here inside the falkenberg Road jail we're told searching an inmates things when he came into contact with that drug and nearly passed out he was also given narcan thankfully and rushed to the hospital thankfully it can happen in an
0: instant no it can't it showed
10: you this body camera video of a sheriff's deputy in flagler county getting sick after coming into contact with fentanyl just days ago another close call at the falkenberg road jail According to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Ismael Contreras was conducting a routine search at the jail when he was exposed to a powdery substance in an inmate's bunk area. We're told within minutes, Deputy Contreras nearly passed out. He was given two doses of Narcan and then rushed to the hospital. Today, during National Fentanyl Awareness Day, Attorney General Ashley Moody
0: shedding... No, on National Fentanyl Awareness Day, you should fucking report facts. Can fentanyl be absorbed through the skin or by touching, an? and we're reading from uh, healthucdavis.edu, can fentanyl be absorbed through the skin or by touching an item that has fentanyl on it? No. That is a common myth that is being perpetrated by this news station. Fentanyl cannot be readily absorbed through the skin, nor can you overdose on fentanyl by touching a doorknob or dollar bill. As a result, it is safe to help people who have overdosed. There are fentanyl skin patches that are prescribed by a doctor in which a special formulation of of the opioid can be slowly absorbed through the skin. Even then, it takes hours of exposure. So, once again, this is bullshit. One pill can kill.
10: Light on this incident. You expect that those jobs are dangerous.
9: The increasing jeopardy in which we are placing law enforcement officers and first responders that are coming in contact with fentanyl is is,
10: is frightening. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office declined to speak on camera, but confirmed they are looking into how the drug, which tested positive for fentanyl, made it into the jail. JOSE ROJAS IS PRESIDENT OF THE LOCAL 506 BUREAU OF PRISONS, REPRESENTING FEDERAL PRISONS, INCLUDING COLEMAN CORRECTIONAL IN FLORIDA. HE SAYS THIS IS AN ISSUE THEY'RE FACING MORE AND MORE.
1: IN THE FEDERAL PRISON SYSTEM THROUGHOUT THE COUNTRY, WE'VE HAD THE SAME ISSUE WHERE WE'VE HAD a RUSH STAFF TO THE HOSPITAL.
10: Now as for Deputy Contreras, he was treated from the ho- or treated at the hospital rather and then released. We are told he's doing okay. In fact, he has returned to work.
0: Doing okay? He is 100% fine. He had a panic attack. Did the did the nurses at the hospital fucking laugh at him? I can't with these people. Is fentanyl what Elon Musk is on? Because apparently Elon Musk is on some drugs. That's what his friends are saying. Musk's erratic... He don't have friends. Associates. Yeah, the Daily Beast. Associates. Associates is is the better word. Musk's erratic behavior may be caused by escalating drug use. Associates say. Elon Musk has long touted ketamine as an alternative to antidepressants, but some of his associates suggested to the New, York, uh, the New Yorker that his personal use of the drug has been on the rise recently, perhaps contributing to his erratic behavior. A little bit of ketamine has an effect similar to alcohol. It can cause a disinhibition where you do and say things you otherwise would not. A leading ketamine researcher, Amit Anand, told the magazine, adding, You can feel grandiose and like you have special powers or special talents. People do impulsive things. They could do uh, inadvisable things at work. Musk has apparently become more isolated, too, as his relationship with the press and some members of the public becomes more combative. His life just sucks, one colleague told The New Yorker. It's so stressful. He's just so dedicated to these companies. He goes to sleep and wakes up answering emails. 99% of people will never know someone that obsessed. And with that high a tolerance for sacrifice in their personal life. No, he's just addicted to Twitter. He's just addicted to Twitter. And apparently drugs. So, uh, ketamine makes you more combative. That might explain why Elon had a fight with James Woods over the weekend. Elon Musk actually blocked actor James Woods after weekend Twitter spat over blocking. (laughs) The move came after the Hercules actor criticized, I know him more from uh, Family Guy. The Hercules actor, criticized. I didn't even know her, what Hercules was he even in. Criticized the CEO's plan to remove the block feature from the platform. Elon Musk has blocked actor James Woods <laughs> following a weekend spat over the CEO's plan to remove the exact feature from Twitter. Oh, the animated uh, Hercules, Disney's Hercules right wingers are morons oh oh you were referring to the uh Ouroboros (laughs) Elon Musk is blocked (laughs) after I get like I played Kingdom Hearts he's yeah he's the voice of Hades yeah ah fuck I even knew that I just played Kingdom Hearts just a few months ago on Friday, uh, Musk 52 announced that the social media site, which he has attempted to rebrand as X, I'll never call it that. You you dead name your children. I'll dead name your fucking social media company. It's Twitter, motherfucker. Will dramatically limit the ability of users to block other accounts. Many believe that the decision will allow harassment to flourish on the platform. Listen. I have zero people blocked on Twitter, and I am blocked by hundreds, maybe thousands. Go ahead, Elon, do it. Blocking is going to be deleted as a feature except for DMs, Musk tweeted. It makes no sense. Uh, As many people have speculated, someone showed him how many people have him blocked, which includes me. Oh, I just contradicted myself, didn't I? I said I didn't have anybody blocked. I do, Elon. I have Elon blocked. The next day, Woods, who is known to be one of Hollywood's most vocal conservatives, criticized the billionaire's decision. The 76 year old argued that if Musk removes the ability to block concerted harassment by trolls or organized political uh, entities, how will X, or Twitter, be any different from Jack Dorsey's horrid Twitter? Dorsey was the co-founder and CEO of Twitter before he sold it to Musk. Apparently, Dorsey chimed in and said, uh, yeah, do that. Other people have noted he will get removed from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Musk, whom uh, I once championed, according to Woods, is only doing this to protect his advertisers anyway. Not true. It's because somebody showed him how many people have him blocked. Because, I mean, he bought the platform and automatically had everybody follow him. You automatically follow Elon after he, after he took over Twitter. Users of Twitter, or as he's trying to call it, X, are mere pawns to turn his side into an economic shopping mall. The man I thought was a defender of free speech is just another greedy capitalist disappointing, but not surprising.
1: Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools?
0: PB girl. Do you know what I do when people start harassing me? I just post my videos from YouTube. And now that Elon has pretty much made it, uh, the wild, wild West. I don't, I don't get uh, any kind of ban for spamming. Richard, I don't think I told you good evening. You snuck in here earlier. Did Grimes block him? Oh my God. His baby mama blocked him. That doesn't shock me though thank you Grimes apparently Grimes is coming to her senses I lost a lot of respect for her while she was dating Elon Musk <laughs> or married or whatever their relationship I it was a something I don't know I like Grimes Grimes uh, now I, as far as I know is still in a relationship with Chelsea Manning yeah uh, as far as I know she's, she's still with Chelsea Manning which cool I can get behind that couple. They seem cute. I really like Grimes's music. Though I think somebody shared out a meme one time that was like, Grimes looks like uh, she smells like nickels and sulfur or some shit like that. Nah, that made me laugh. While we're on the subject of music, the Wokes are coming for Queen. Woke Gone Mad. Classic Queen song Dropped from Greatest Hits album. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, those Greatest Hits albums, the double-disc the double disc set, one's like, uh... one's like Burgundy and one's like a Navy Blue. Because I had both of them. Fucking Queen's awesome. Uh, oh, I guess they're doing a re-release. A new version of Queen's 1981 Greatest Hits collection was released earlier this month on Yoto, an audio platform aimed at children. Then why does it matter? What? So they didn't think the song Fat Bottom Girls was appropriate for a children's platform. These are the same people that are like drag queens or grooming children. Are you kidding me? It's the ideal introduction to the musical Queen for young music lovers and the perfect uh, soundtrack to kitchen dance parties, road trip sing-alongs, bedtime air guitar sessions, and much, much more. One song that won't be included, however, is the Queen classic Fat-Bottomed Girls. The 1978 track, written by Queen guitarist Brian May, includes the lyrics, I was just a skinny lad, never knew no good from bad, but I knew life before I left my nursery. Left alone with big, fat Fanny. She was such a naughty nanny. Big women, you made a bad boy out of me. Are you gonna take me home tonight? Music Insider told the Daily Mail that the removal of the song is woke, gone mad. It's not the removal. It's just not including it on a kid's platform. Bicycle, bicycle. It is the talk of the music industry, said the insider. Nobody can work out why such a good-natured, fun song can't be acceptable in today's society. It's woke gone mad. Why not appreciate people of all shapes and sizes? (laughs) Like society is saying we should, rather than get rid of it. So they're upset about a song not being included on a children's platform I'd never even heard of. I think you're all fucking snowflakes.
9: Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who.
0: Dumbasses. What's your guys' favorite Queen song? I am a huge fan of The Show Must Go On. Um, I love the Highlander theme. I am mortal. I have inside me blood of kings. Yeah. Prince of the Universe. That's the name of it. Okay, okay. I'm a fan of, like, the first minute of that song. And then, like, it gets weird. Like the the first part of the song is really badass. I Want It All is a deep cut. Fantastic fucking uh, queen track. I'm not a fan of radio songs in case you guys can't tell. Having worked at Killer Queen. Fantastic song. Tie Your Mother Down. Also a great pick. Hell yeah. You want to keep it on music? Let's talk some more music, shall we? I bet you guys have been wondering what the band Trapped has been up to. Trapped, a, a favorite of far-right Chuds. They were famous for the song uh, Headstrong back in like 2003. What's Trapped been up to? <laughs> i've drawn more people doing stand up and i don 't draw very many people doing stand up goddamn trapped <laughs> oh the goober's the best part of it that's my that's my favorite part <laughs> Ah. Ah. If you don't follow Eve Six on Twitter, you totally should. The uh, The band that did uh, I Will Swallow My Pride, I Will Choke on the Rhine, but the lack thereof will leave me empty inside, because they are shit posters and they are trolls, and they are fucking hilarious. And uh, I'm pretty sure they, they they troll trapped quite often. Oh, god damn, that was fun. Okay, this is the part of the show. This is the part of the show I am I'm so ready for. This is what I've been waiting for. Uh I have gotten my hands. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me refill my tea here real fast. It's right here. <laughs> So on last night's stream, we uh, covered PragerU CEO... I don't even remember what her name is now, but she was upset about TYT's coverage of PragerU. And I didn't think TYT did a good job of countering PragerU. I think I did a much better job. That clip's up on the YouTube. Totally go check that out. But today, today, I actually was able to get my hands on a sample copy of a Praeger U History test, a history test that they're going to be administering in Florida. Are you guys ready? We're going to find out if we can pass a Praeger U class in a Florida school. I might, I might be wrong. It might not all be history. It might be uh, uh, more uh, Gen ed. but we are going to find out if we can pass a Prager U class in a Florida school. Oh, oh, oh. Can you pass? I fucked this up already. God damn it. Hold on. Okay, I was kind of a pre-watch Andy on this one. Uh, because I didn't I didn't uh, think it would make a good bit until I started reading it. So I got to like the second question. I'm like, no, we're going to do this on stream. But, um... I do suck. I do suck. But the rest of the rest of the test I've not taken. It's going to be, it's going to be, but, but, but like, I'm going to cut this for YouTube and like nobody else is going to know that I've already seen the second question. I'm going to try to, uh, um, recreate my reaction last night when I saw the second question. So for all intents and purposes, I've not seen this yet. All right. Let me, let me, let me do the, the setup again. I'm I hide up for this shit. Hold on, hold on. This is the onion, by the way. This is the onion. This is the onion. No, seriously, I only read to the second question. I fucking died laughing. I'm like, we're doing this on the stream tomorrow. so we'll we'll see what happens after the second question. Yeah, I'm out of bud, but I've still got my my resin from my concentrate I've been smoking, so I'm still high as fuck. Last night, we covered the CEO of PragerU. She was very upset about the Young Turks' coverage of PragerU's curriculum being accepted in Florida schools. Earlier today, I was able to get my hands on a sample test of this PragerU curriculum that will be administered in Florida schools. So now we are going to take the test here live on stream, and we're going to see if we can pass a PragerU class in a Florida school. everyone is ready. Can we pass a PragerU class in a Florida school? Approximately, when was our solar system formed? Uh, I believe it's about 40 billion years ago. The solar system's about 40 billion years ago. The fourth day. Fuck. Got it wrong. God damn it. One down. The cruel network of transportation that ripped black people from their homelands was called. I don't know exactly the phrase they're looking for. It could be the mid-Atlantic slave trade. It could be chattel slavery. The Underground Railroad. (laughs) They got me, they got me. What is the capital of California? I do believe it's Sacramento. A urine soaked sidewalk where a pregnant illegal immigrant is injecting heroin (laughs) into the soles of her feet. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got that. I got that one wrong. If Johnny, if Johnny has four apples and he gives one to Jane, what does Johnny have left? Three apples. Legal (laughs) repercussions for communist activity. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yep. Communism. PP girl. You got it right. What did the Civil Rights Act accomplish? Uh, the Civil Rights Act accomplished that the I don't cause it, like the Voting Rights Act was separate. What did the Civil Rights Act do? Was that uh, the borrowing of segregation? I would have to like actually go back and look and see exactly what the Civil Rights Act did. Nothing, we can't undo without a few wire transfers to Clarence Thomas. Oh! We are reading from The Onion. What preacher is considered the greatest civil rights champion of the last 100 years? Martin Luther King Jr. Adam Carolla! Did fantastic work with the the gals on the trampoline. How many people died in the Challenger explosion? I I was a kid then, was it? Was a crew of 4, 5 5 plus 2 women. Oh! Oh god damn. You were close clinically. What is a man? Someone with predominantly masculine traits. Man is someone who is assigned respect at birth. Ooh. Indeed, indeed. According to U.S. constitutional law, what is the separation of church and state? That Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment or free exercise thereof of religion? More of a suggestion than a hard and fast rule. Oh, God damn. What is one characteristic of healthy debate? This, this one stumps me. One characteristic of healthy debate. I'm trying to give the right answers, but I don't even know what they're what they're wanting here. One characteristic of, of healthy debate: uh, hearing the other side out, um, still manning your opponent's argument. I don't I don't know. Feigning ignorance and indignation. Yep, 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 yep. That sounds about right. Decorum decorum would be a a uh, much more concise way of saying what I said who shot abraham lincoln john wilkes booth hillary clinton oh hurricane hill dog up in here that makes sense but hillary didn't actually shoot uh lincoln she she just had him uh kill himself how has racism affected the united states Detrimentally? Systematic discrimination has put serious roadblocks in place that protected the natural hierarchy of uh, the races from being torn down by hateful progressives. Goddamn. The Color Purple is an award winning novel by whom? I wouldn't have known, uh, because I don't really read fiction. Uh, it's on the screen though. It says Alice Walker. That was the, that was the movie with Whoopi Goldberg, right? Or no, that was, that was ghost. No one, no such book has ever existed, nor can ever exist in the future. Critical race theory. John plans to leave his house at ten fifteen and travel at fifty miles per hour. Jane plans to leave her house at nine thirty and travel sixty miles per hour. Who travels further in two hours? I am horrible at math.
1: You take your thirty-three and a third chance, minus my twenty-five percent chance, and you got an eighty Wait, Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Who travels further in two hours? That would be the person traveling at 60 miles per hour. That would be Jane. John. Jane cannot leave her house without a chaperone. Who won the Civil War? The United States? The South beat the North 42 to 36. Why is socialism flawed? Eventually you run out now, this is me, this is me giving the Prager U answer, right? Eventually you'll run out of other people's money. It inevitably inevitably leads to left-wing authoritarianism instead of the more desired right wing dictatorship. Oh, you onion. What is the correct response to uh, Como te llamas? Como tiamas. It's been a long time since I had Spanish. As if you couldn't tell when we were doing the Latin American elections earlier in the show. Como te llamas? What is the correct response to como te llamas? I don't... I know it's a question. I don't remember. I don't fucking... I had Spanish in 8th grade. I've done a lot of drugs since then. Uh, the correct response is go back to your own country. Following a report with ICE, close enough. When did the first slaves arrive in America? We the 1619 project. We covered this the other day. 1619 was when the first slave was sold, sold in the U.S. In 1820, with the first in, <laughs> with the first influx of the Irish. Damn. Uh, <laughs> we got to the end of it. Could we pass a history class in Ron DeSantis' Florida? Let's go ahead and do this one real fast, real fast. What was the Civil War fought over? Uh, states' rights. The North attempting to turn the South trans. Oh! What does the term segregation mean? Uh, separate but equal. Doing what's right in the face of adversity. What are the two sexes? Uh, Republicans and commies? Male and alpha male. Who was the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court? Uh, it is uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor, though there's no way to be sure as no one ever checked her genitals. What event triggered the Great Depression? Um, Three straight Republican administrations contributed a lot to it. Barack Obama's first inaugural address. Thanks, Obama. The Jews also would have been a good answer, PB girl. What was the Underground Railroad? Uh, mass theft? I'm, try, I'm try, trying to answer this as if I was a right winger. A miniseries on Amazon Prime. From what legal institution did Harriet Tubman free hundreds of men and women? Slavery.
7: Labor unions.
0: How does it feel to have your education and future exploited in order to juice the presidential aspirations of an ideologue? Just another day in Florida? Honestly, not great. How many justices are on the Supreme Court? Um uh, Four and Five Potatoes? Five cucks and four minority hires. Oh! How would you define the word reparations? Giving giving people what is owed to them that was stolen from them and the fucking... Black people not being grateful for all the good stuff slave owners did for them. All those skills they learned... Complete the following sentence. The blank control the media. Ooh. Acceptable answers include Jews, Soros family, Jewish cabal, you know what's. Jews for all of them. Please momentarily pause the test for a mass shooting. If you survive, you'll be allowed to continue. Oh! Just another day. Question. African Americans. Answer. CRT. No! What is the state bird of Florida? The heterosexual win. Why was Florida founded? Uh, it was supposed to be a uh, a getaway for rich. Like they had like a casino shit that they uh, built off the coast. Wren. I'm sorry, wren. Sorry, clinically. Thank you for always keeping me in line uh, with finical pronunciations. It was originally incorporated by elderly settlers tied to horses who were sent away by their families. That makes sense. What is the population of Florida? I I don't even... 10 million? 10 million? 21 million and three-fifths. Yeah, I was way off of 10 million, wasn't I? Miami's probably got, fucking like six, seven million. And you got, like, Tampa, Jacksonville, There's all kinds of big cities. Orlando. Name five reasons the Little Mermaid on the left is superior. Ooh. I'm not, I... I Five? Five reasons? Easier to jerk off to. Made by an anti-Semite. Dad said no. Enjoy offensive Jamaican crab friend. Children she has with Eric will not be biracial. Ow. Yes, I do prefer hand-drawn question ronald reagan answer Ooh, no kill it with fire good boy happy good nice boy love good boy yes ronald reagan yes yes good lovely boy who was the 45th president of the united states that would be uh donald trump look I'm not going to get in the mud with any political opponent about a will they or won't they got gotcha question. The mainstream media wants to distract from the real issues. Our cities are on fire. Uh, wait a minute. Fucking 45 is Biden. I'm sorry. <laughs> the mainstream media wants to distract from the real issues. Our cities are that makes the fucking question uh, or the answer make a lot more sense. Enough is enough. Let's make a government that works for us rather than just the coastal elites. Isn't it crazy? and a national disgrace what these wokes are doing to our country seriously can we not even form a nuclear family anymore without some pinko college uh, professor trying to this bit went on way too long I shouldn't have done the second part I shouldn't have done the DeSantis quiz god damn this, the school shooting bit was pretty funny though I'll give it that wrapping up a little early tonight because we came on an hour early but uh here's you something here's you something wild here's the rarest giraffe on earth world's only spotless giraffe born at brights zoo the public has been asked to help name her and if you would like to giraffe mic face is probably going to win cuz you're asking the internet you would like to participate. I have dropped the link in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was uh if I was that giraffe's dad, I'd be looking at the mom like, hey, what you been doing? I have to call it spot. Look how cute it is. So the giraffe was born without spots on July 31st is the only one of her kind on earth. The zoo is asking the public to help name her. Giraffe experts believe she is the only solid color, solid colored, solid colored reticulated giraffe living anywhere on the planet. The baby is now available for viewing at the zoo. She is already six feet tall and is thriving under the care of her mother and zoo staff. So, aw, adorable. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live.